Okay. One sec. <clears throat> oh, what are we doing? It's like the first time. Sorry, a bit nervous. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Kickback with Nadem. Hope you're all doing well. Here he is. You know, not just me here today. It's uh, UDA Smith. It's UD Kellerman, UD Bayless. You know, here he is, the hot take king. How are you, man? I'm good. Like, just to clarify, nobody in the UK knows who uh-huh. are, what you're saying. Uh-huh. Yes, it's true. But for people that listen from the USA, which makes up approximately a third of the audience, they know exactly who you're pretending to be. Big facts. Big facts. So so who do you want to be? UD Bayless, UD Kellerman, UDA Smith? Um, I'll take UD Fax Kellerman. <laughs> okay. Uh, to be fair, I'm going to give you UD Bayless, though. I prefer that one. <laughs> That's how much sort of like that's how wrong you can be with pure emotion as well. Just, just. But anyway, so um, far, I don't think out of all my calls last week, I don't think any of them have been certifiably proven wrong just yet. So, uh, you know, like give it, give it time, give it time. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said to you after week one, it's it's early, <laughs> but that's a good thing and a bad thing. Oh, <laughs> all, all, all I know at this. So, for people who don't know, Udi gave his takes last week on um, the European Championships, and he said that the top scorer was going to be Olivier Giroud, and he said that the biggest underachievers would be Belgium. This is Belgium, who've now won two games and have now qualified for the next stage, and the top scorer for Belgium, I think, is Lukaku with two, who's joined with I think Schick at. at for the Czech Republic in terms of being the actual top scorer. So according to your take right now, just at this exact moment that we're recording, Lukaku has scored more goals and Giroud's played minutes in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, that's that that may well be the case, but it's a marathon, not a sprint. Uh, no, it's a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> what a load of nonsense, man. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. But anyway, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good. You got your little vest on, yeah. You feeling feeling good, yeah? It's uh, it's just it's it's warm here, you know, humid. So I'm just letting I'm just letting everything breathe. I'm just letting it all breathe right now. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay. Anyway, anyway. Well, for me, anyway, as you can see, as you can see, Udi, and other people can't. I'm actually in West Hartford, Connecticut, and the reason I'm here is because it's the Euros, and that time which we spoke about a few weeks ago, where I was eventually going to be making over to America. Yes, that's right. I left Heathrow Airport, the same city, which is in the same city as the place where England are playing games in the Euros. I flew away from there to come to America to talk about what's going on in the city, which I just left. That's what I'm doing. And it's kind of nuts. But then in the same breath, I've got to say, man, ESPN have looked after me a treat. Shout out to everyone. I think Chris Alexopoulos, Stephen, Stephen Polisi, there's Zeta, there's Paolo. Ah, oh, there's so many guys, man. But they've been looking after me, to be fair. And I'm, I'm happy to be here. And as you can probably see from the reflection of my mirror, you'd, the, uh, I've quite enjoyed the programming, you know. I've quite enjoyed it. But I have one significant issue, though. Hit me with the issue. So it's, um, I, was, I was ready to go probably like four or five days ago. And then I spoke to Chris. And he said, it's a, you've got to wear a suit jacket. <laughs> I was like, hold on, hold on a minute. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> whoa, whoa. I, I hate wearing suits yeah. and suit jackets. I hate dressing smart. Same. Hate it. But I'm looking on TV and you're seeing people like Tim Howard looking a million dollars. There's not even a hair like out of place on his beard. Like he looks a million dollars. He's like pocket square in his jacket. Oh man. The guy is tailored. He's been tailored by the Lord himself. You know what I mean? It. I respect it. And I was just looking in my wardrobe and I was like, yo, this is uh this is kind of wild. So yeah, I'm in a bit of <laughs> I'm in a bit of a sticky one. This is like 
as I said, some people will say I've got a face for face for radio. Fair enough, whatever. But I definitely have a wardrobe for radio. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be very very interesting. And I think to all the American listeners, especially. If you do see me on TV, make sure you give us a, you send me a message or something on Instagram. Let me know what you think about the suits. Because Ryan's been pressing me about what I'm going to wear. I think he finds it hilarious. But that's only because he's a beach boy bum anyway. You know what I mean? So Hey, so hey, he, leave Ryan out of this. No, nah, no, nah, he's in it. Because he's, he's been goading me. He's been goading me for the past week. So, oh, what are you going to wear? All you ever wear is black, which is true. Facts. Which is true. But it's not the energy that I need as I'm getting ready to make my American TV debut for a big event like a European Championships. So what are you going to do? Sell your own? I've, I listen. That's not my own. I've brought some stuff across, but uh, yeah, I want to. I want to be hearing and seeing some reviews from from my American friends and our American listenership. So please let me know the handle, as you know, is kickback underscore and Adam, and you do that is available where um, Instagram and Twitter. Listen, how are you not faster at this? This is the twentieth episode that you've but potentially been involved in. I got there though, didn't I? I got there. So you're welcome. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, thank you for that anyway. And any, anyway, let's get to today's show. So today's show is, is a friend of mine. And um, I think the last time I spoke to her was a year ago. So she's actually a player for OL Reign in the NWSL in America. And I think she has, she's got all the potential, I think, to make it to the very top, mm-hmm. to be a you know US women's national team player. But then Yudi, I think you'll like her as well because she's she's about more than football. Or soccer, because I'm in Connecticut now, so it's soccer. She doesn't throw <laughs> ball, so it's soccer, yeah. Yeah, soccer. So she's talking about her career, in twenty, which started in 2020. So I think you can imagine that it wasn't really the quietest of years so far. Mm-hmm. Would you agree with that? I think that's safe to say. Yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. And I want to hear your feedback as well. You don't want you to just create like a create an account on Twitter just for this week. And then don't text me. Just just tweet me like everybody else is going to be doing. Let me know what you think. Yeah. And I'll keep you posted on, on how that goes. <laughs> Never going to happen. You need to do it one day though, because I want people to just start smoking you on social media. That's what I want. That's all I want. Just for one week. Let's just roast Yudi. Just roast Yudi or just roast him in the comments in general, please. Any any roasting comments for me, just send them directly to Nadam. They'll make my way. Listen, if you want to send this, is the handle is not kickback underscore Nadam and it's not on Instagram nor on Twitter. <laughs> but anyway, guys, sorry we've spoken for so long, but please, please continue doing whatever you're doing, whether it's a hike, you're laying in bed, you're driving your car. But I hope you enjoy my conversation with the future star that is Zierra King. Uh, oh hey 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 how are you i'm good i mean i can't even complain well you could but there's no reason to i guess both okay i like that energy i like that it's great to see you again yes how are you like you're mr big shot wow wow well i wouldn't go that far but yeah um okay so yeah maybe i'm in I'm in the USA right now. You know, I don't know if you can see this, but it's, it's, well, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you know, it's just, it's, I love that. Yeah. It's just a little sort of thing, you know, nothing, nothing major. You might see me on ESPN plus, but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, are you ready? Yes. Okay, cool. So first things first then, Zierra King, yes. where on planet earth are you right now? I am in Tacoma, Washington. Tacoma, Washington. Okay. That's a bit different to where I saw you last year. 
but we're going to get into that. We're going to get into yeah, that because it's absolutely it's not where it's not where I last saw you, and things have changed just a little bit, just a little bit. But to be fair, I think the last time we spoke, to be very specific, it was mm-hmm. July 29th is when the episode went out, and you were trapped in your apartment because you were in the challenge series in Utah. Do you remember yes, it? I do remember. And to shame myself, I had a I had a one liner set up for you. I was going to give you some grief, but I can't give it to you because I messed up. So I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say because I already know what you're about to say. Yeah, because last year you were late, <laughs> but, yep. but this time I, I've called you an hour and a half early. So um, yeah, we're even. Yeah, it's yeah. I, I'm getting old. I'm, that's what I'm gonna say. But anyway, look at the growth from you. You were on time. You were. You did everything you need to do. Thanks. So credit to you. Credit to you. So anyway, so you're in year two now. Um, but what I want to know is obviously if you can separate the pandemic from your career last year right did that first year end up living up to your expectations you know it did why I would say it did um man I mean I feel like I'm kind of a person that goes into things with low expectations anyway okay um I don't know I feel like I always prepare for the worst and you know hope for the best Mm mm-hmm so I think that, you know, going into last year, which, you know, COVID aside, yeah, um, you know, I had a great group of, you know, teammates, which really set the foundation for the whole year. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the midst of all the other things going on, mm-hmm. I think that that environment allowed me to, um, I don't know, kind of grow into, into myself a little more, you know? Okay. And what were your sort of highlights of the year then? Things which you remember really fondly. Mm, highlights of the year. Um, I mean, of course, started with the draft. That was just a super hype experience. Um, and then I'm trying to think. Coming back after getting sent home. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like pit in your stomach of like, I still have to earn a contract. Yeah. At I mean, it's not really a highlight, but it's like a very fond, you know, a yeah. memory that I can strongly remember. Yeah. Um, and then I would say going to the Challenge Cup games was another one that was that was like a highlight. That was really cool. That was like our only way out of, you know, the bubble. Mm-hmm. So going to those games and, and hanging out with, with the team. Mm-hmm. For sure. So how do you think you played on an individual level throughout that season? You know, I think it was it was a bit of a roller coaster. Um, I think coming into camp, I was a little unsure of myself, and I don't think I performed as as well as I would have liked to. And I don't think my fitness was up to par where it needed to be. Mm-hmm. I think all of that combined. Um, but I think once I started to get comfortable with the team and comfortable with you know what the the coaching staff was kind of asking for um i think i kind of blossomed a little bit in more into my game um and then going into challenge cup you know i played a little bit got a few minutes so like still didn't really get to grow into like being a professional but you know part of the game um and then fall series i feel like i played more i feel like i was getting a good rhythm going and i I was feeling good by the end of that so okay so um uh, obviously, we know each other. Lots of people heard the first episode that we did together, but there are 
there's a group of people who are thinking, what are these guys talking about? So last year you were drafted. You did play for a team formerly known as the Utah Royals. Yes. Yes, there was a pandemic and the NWL season was nuts where you mm. came back, you had a challenge series, then you kind of went away, then you came back again, had a fall series. Yep. And you were living through all of that in your very first year. You couldn't have picked a better year to start, could you? Truthfully. I mean, hey, it, it's everything happens for a reason. <laughs> That's what they say. So with that anyway, um, so one thing that happens in America, which doesn't really happen where I'm from, like you have these exit meetings at the end of a season where you'll go and speak to the coach or whatever, and they'll tell you this or tell you that or whatever. And I'll be honest, I wasn't really used to them. Usually where I'm from, when the season's done, as soon as that final whistle goes in that final game, it's like, ciao, ciao. See you, see you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in a few weeks and all that stuff. They might call you, they might not. Some people switch their phone off. You know, it's one of those. But um, so for you then, going into your very first one as a professional, mm-hmm. what did you think they were going to say to you? Whew. Um man truthfully i don't even remember if i even had an exit meeting oh it's like that i think we i think we did oh yeah yeah we did we did it over zoom ah, we did it over, oh, how trendy why. how trendy walking into the office and feeling like terrified but yeah it was a zoom one um so what was i expecting them to say i mean i was expecting them to say pretty much what they said like they went to see me continue to grow in the off season to come back and, you know, they see me having like a big role moving forward in the future. And, you know, all these things that like you, you hope for, like coming back, mm-hmm. being an important role, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really, really interesting because obviously that's one piece of the puzzle, but the other piece of the puzzle is the fact that you're in Tacoma. But anyway, we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so or will. Yeah, we will. We will. So, um, so the final few moments of stability then at Utah Rolls was probably towards that point when you were having those Zoom meetings and everything felt quite stable. And then all of, a, all of a sudden, I'm hearing things. You obviously heard it. You obviously lived it. And it's mm-hmm. like, bang, the club's been sold. And now yeah. it's like, okay, the whole team's just going to just go to just to Kansas City, just, just, just go into Casey. That's, yeah. that's just what you're doing. Like, that's the information. That's what it, that's what it is. How did you personally feel when you started to hear that news? Oh, I mean, yeah, like it was a speculation for a while. It was, there were so many people like, oh, this person's going to buy the team. Oh, it's going to move here. Oh, it's going to, like, the club's going to fold. Like all these things, Mm. like, so trying to process that, it was like, I don't know. Like, I was just like, I'll wait to see what happens when it comes out. So then when the news finally did break that we were going to Kansas City, I was like, I mean, that's cool, I guess, like (laughs) as long as, you know, the organization is solid, as long as we have people in the organization that are going to be, you know, respectable and the owners care and like things like that. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, I think that was the biggest thing on my mind. Yeah. Um, Aside from like, how are we going to get our stuff that we left in Utah, you know, which was not that big of a deal. But um, yeah, I mean, I think for the most part, like it was an exciting change um i think we were looking forward to the move and um and now i'm in tacoma (laughs) yeah okay we'll get back to that again we'll get back to that again (laughs) but you're talking there about the speculation which was leading up to the sale itself where the club's going to do this it might fold it might go here might go there might go wherever and 
without going into too much detail, I think people who were in Utah at the time know why those conversations were happening. Right. And, you know, something had to happen with the club based on the revelations and the stuff which was going on amongst the key figures at the club at that moment in time. Right. So for somebody like you then, because I see two sides to you. I see you as the rookie last year, but then you, not as an insult or anything like that, but you're one of the most outspoken people over things that matter that I know in my life. Yeah. So for you then, as a player in that moment, when you're seeing all that stuff, did you feel helpless at all because ultimately they kind of pay your checks or are you always going to take this, the sort of stance that sort of silence is complicit sometimes? Yeah, I think, you know, that's a that's a good question because I feel like so many times I hear people say to me like, oh, like she had everything to lose and she used her voice. Truthfully, I didn't I did not have that much to lose, if we're being honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about what we get paid. Yeah. And on a rookie contract. I mean, yeah, you write my check, but I could be doing this, that and the other and making more than what I'm you know what I mean? I yeah. do this because I care about it. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was so much more important that I was true to who I am and true to the things that I care about, because at the end of the day, like a rookie salary paycheck isn't isn't going to make or break my life. Mm-hmm. But, so, did, but did you not find because I don't know, I was on the outside of this, obviously, but yeah. it felt like you were making more noise than certain people within the team who maybe could have said more. You know, yeah. I almost felt like, um, obviously, it's a tough time. You know, perspective is is everything. You know, the more perspective you can get, the more you can understand why people do what they do. Right. But I don't know. It felt it felt strange. It felt like some stuff that was going on was outrageous, but there wasn't like a united front against it because yeah. there, was, there was a lot of silence and quietness because ultimately for some people, you know, that move itself is tough and they need, they do need the money and this, that and the other. But as I say, it's, yeah. it's strange because as I say, I look at you in two sides because there is you, the rookie. And in other situations, rookies are very quiet because yeah. rookies don't want to ruffle the feathers. They don't want to do this. They don't want to do that. So as I say, why were there not more people like you, do you think? That's a good question. And, you know, I think um, at the end of the day, there are people who care about, you know, what you know, the higher up people think and, and what that, how that's going to make them look to the public or how it's going to make them look to the people that are writing the check, you know? And I think that we see that not just in this profession, we see that, I mean, across all professions, we see that across the board, people in positions of power put, you know, the people that are in less power in positions that yeah are comfortable, you know? And so I think that um, at the end of the day, the people, some of the people on our team just were complacent in the toxic environment, culture, whatever you want to say, and were okay with, you know, just kind of squeezing by and like not, you know, addressing the problem. But to me, like, that's a problem in itself. Yeah. You know? So. Yeah, I get that. And I think, um, you know, because I'm, I'm a bit of an older head here. Like, I understand, mm-hmm. I understand why, I don't expect everybody to be built the same way that say I am. I don't expect everyone to think the same way that I do. But at times it makes me sad because some of the things which we choose to turn our backs on are things which don't just affect us, but they'll affect a lot more people down the line who are just like us. You know what I mean? And that, even with the stuff which I was saying last year and so on and so forth, like all that stuff mattered. You know, there was a sense of uh, sort of like 
you worry about what's to come next for the club. Yeah. But in some ways, what comes next will have to be better than what was there before because what was there before was that literally unacceptable. But it's 100. only unacceptable if you call it out as that, you know. So, yeah. But it's it's tough because, as I say, people see the world through different different eyes and stuff like that. But, you know, for me in my last year as a player, I wanted all the smoke and I was going to deliver it all day. <laughs> all the smoke. I want every single last I bit of it. I was like, nah. Being on the phone with you and just being like, I, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah. Like, I was like, nah. All the smoke. No, no. I think that, <laughs> no, that's wrong. No, 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 no. But I think, I, I hope in time, like the people who I was around, hope they understood what I was doing because it yeah. wasn't for me because I was leaving. You know right. what I mean? There's something bigger to it. And ultimately, I think if we can help someone in the future, then then why not? But anyway, but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, but anyway, back to soccer. Or mm. I'll call it, no, I've got to call it soccer because I'm in America right now. Back to <laughs> soccer. <clears throat> so um, everyone at the Royals then is trying to get their head around the fact that they're moving to a whole new state to play for the same club, but somewhere else as a new club with little to no notice and no involvement in the decision process. Okay. Um, so for me anyway, that just doesn't seem right. But again, it's cause I've come from somewhere else, but this is the system. You know, I keep getting told this is the system like, but, but why though? But yeah, this yeah. is the system. But anyway, so football wise then it felt like you were very popular amongst the fans and amongst your teammates in terms of how you played the game. And to give you a specific shout out, we've spoken about this before and I'm going to give her a shout out now. My Friend who's turned into a good friend, Becky Sauerbrunn, captain mm. of the U.S. Women's, women's national team, was bigging mm. you up personally, called you out, said you were very good. She was feeling your talents. I was like, okay. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm with that. Becky, Becky, Becky Sauerbrunn, yeah, she's saying that about <laughs> Sierra King, yeah, those are my people, yeah, I'm happy with that. So all I say all this to say anyway, how on earth at the start of season two then were you playing for uh, O.R. Rain? after being traded with all this future talk and all this good energy like obviously you know we appreciate where we are and it's the journey right yeah but you know if you think you're going straight then all of a sudden you're going left like what, what happened you know about as much as i do i mean you know i think at the end of the day it, you bring in a whole new coaching staff you bring in a whole new ownership group you bring in there's a lot of pieces you mm. know so um yeah i mean decisions are made that you don't have any you're not in those rooms you don't you're not having those conversations uh all you do is get the phone call that says you're traded and you're like that's a huh. nuts that's a nuts phone call by the way that is nuts <laughs> january 1st 2021 start off the new year right you're getting traded that's i was nuts. like oh okay and i mean like you said a, the a lot of fans were surprised a lot of my teammates were surprised i was surprised i mean but you can't predict, you know, you can't see these things coming. All you can do is, you know, take what you get and uh, move forward. And so I'm, I'm, I'm here and I love it here. And I'm so grateful for what in the time seemed like an absolute catastrophe mm -hmm. turning into such a beautiful thing. Yeah. Look at you with the positivity. I'm here for that. I'm here for that. You look like you're having a good time over there as well, to be fair. Like, honestly, so much fun. Yeah. So how did you feel then when you actually first arrived? Because obviously you've gone from having a record year as a rookie in terms of things that could possibly go wrong to yeah. now, as I say, you've just been traded. Now you're arriving in a new place, which you didn't think you'd be playing at, which is even further away because you're an East Coast girl now. 
Absolutely. Okay, so you couldn't be any further away. You're basically in Hawaii at this point. So, so like I said, how did it feel when you first walked in there? Did you feel the same way you did, say, in your first years as when you walked in for that preseason for the Royals, or was it different now because you had a bit more on your CV? Yeah, I mean, it was about the same. Well, well, we got we got to rewind first, okay, um, and go back to you know the. So after the phone call, I got traded. I was like in limbo for a while because I wasn't on that team, but I wasn't on the new team yet. So I was like, okay, somebody going to call me? Like, what's going on? So then I finally heard from uh, one of the owners here. And he was like, you know, we're so ex- we're so thankful, so excited to have you. Like your, your visions and like your values align so well with our club. And like pretty much saying like we care about you as a person off the field, you know, things like that. Like yeah. things you want. So I'm like, okay, like this is a good start. Um, so at this point, I'm still trying to figure out like how am I gonna get my stuff that was in Utah that's now being shipped to Kansas City. Like, I'm like, it's just crazy. So I was just like, so when I first got here, um, I was I don't know. I it's funny, I was just telling this story the other day. Like, I was not in a good place. I was like, okay, um, I just got traded, like which means another team did not want me, which mm. sucks. That's not a feeling that any, like you don't want to feel like that. No. Um, so I kind of got here and I just was like, man, like I don't really want to make new friends. Like I miss my friends from, you know, Utah. Like uh, they're all having fun, you know, getting their new stuff. And I'm like here in this place, I don't know anybody. Like, I don't know. Like it was just, I was really in my head a lot, like so much. And uh, it took me like even on the field, it was it was impacting me on the field as well. I felt like I was playing the worst soccer I've ever played, like even compared to like when I first got to Utah, like I was like, is soccer even for me? Like, really? Like I was I was not in a good place. And um, like I would say probably two or so, maybe three weeks in, like finally, like just took a turn and like was like steadfast with it. Like, okay, just keep working, like keep trying. And like started to open up to the team a little bit more. And like once that kind of happened, like everything kind of came together. Um, But it was like, it's tough. It really, it really was tough. Like two weeks prior to getting here, I was expecting to be in Kansas city. Like it was like such a quick turnaround. Like, I don't know, but yeah. It was tough. No, I, I get that. I get that. And I think that's something which doesn't really get spoken about in terms of being a professional. I think yeah. at times when things maybe aren't going well on the field, it's not necessarily because of the field itself. There tends to be other things which are going on. But 100%. when we look from the outside and if you don't want to try and put an emotional element to it, every time somebody walks on the field, you expect you judge them based on their absolute best. And they think, yeah. you think they're always ready to be at their absolute best, but ultimately they're not. But thankfully, in that environment which you're in, that which you're in now, yeah, people gave you time to come out of your shell, to be yourself, to be more open, to be more vulnerable. And in the end, you know that Absolutely. openness shows that you can be good on the field. So let me. Um, so I'm not going to try and catch you out here, but I'm going to say I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to provide right. my context for it, and then okay. I want to hear your side. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, obviously you've been traded now, yeah. So how? Did you feel slash do you feel when you see your old teammates playing for their team when you could have and arguably should have been there? Do you feel any sort of negative feeling whatsoever or is it just a case of that's that that's there and I'm and I've moved on? 
I think at the beginning, definitely there was a point where I was like, wow, like, especially because I was so prepared, like in the off season, I'm like, okay, like these are the relationships I get to continue to build on. Like these, you know, the areas that I think we can improve on as a team, like thinking about all these things and then just like, like having to completely shift the mindset. So at the beginning I was like, man, like, I wish I was there. Like, I wish like we could continue to build on the things where we, where we left off on last year. And, um, but I think over time, like now I've moved past that and I'm, definitely in a place where I'm like, I want them to succeed no matter what. Like I have love for them always, but like now I'm like, I'm so ready to just continue building with this group and like seeing the amazing things that we can accomplish. Yeah. It's definitely, it's been a mindset shift for sure. um, But definitely for the better. It's crazy how many sort of lessons you're having to learn within such a short period of time. You know what I mean? Like, it should this bit should be easy. This bit should be easy. It should just be <laughs> different. <laughs> I don't know. I know. Like, you can't you can't make this stuff up. Like, this is like only things that could purely happen in real life. Yeah, and the reason that the reason I said I wasn't trying to catch you out is because for me, like, I uh, for anyone listening at home who's a Man City who knows I'm a City fan, so I joined the club when I was ten, and I mm-hmm. stayed, made my debut in seven, when I was seventeen, played for every manager until two thousand and nine. 10 and then all of a sudden like I wasn't playing anymore even though the team was basically the same I was like it was, it was so messy so so messy I'd end up leaving and the way that I left made it very very hard for me to be who I wanted to be and support the team the way that I wanted to because I was a guy who as I say I got the went to the club when I was 10 I was a ball boy in the old stadium I had all their shirts had all that stuff yeah. but I couldn't be that same person because every time I saw the team I couldn't help but go back to how I felt in those last in that last year that like that was the toughest sort of year and a half of probably not yeah maybe not to be fair not far off my life to be honest just with everything in combination but so I was asking I was the reason I was asking as I say is because I went through that but now like I'm in a completely different place and one thing I want to say is like you know I think in life we can move on from stuff but we don't forget but until we've moved on all you can do is feel. And I kept feeling what I felt every time I saw them. You know that what I mean? That were in your mouth for sure. Oh, wow. Listen, there was, <laughs> there's, there's some, I, I'm not really a hater, as you know, but there was some deep hate in my body towards certain individuals, <laughs> some deep, deep hate. But um, I've gone past that and I was very happy with how long I ended up, how many games I ended up playing after I left the club and, you know, to be where I'm at today in a hotel room in Connecticut or whatever. It's fine. It's all cool. (laughs) It's what it is. Everything's connected. Everything's connected. But anyway, anyway, anyway. So you've hit the ground running anyway this year with OL. How many goals you scored? I mean, I had one in the Challenge Cup. It doesn't really count. So we're we're still working on that. No, no, it counts. A goal's a goal. And it was a nice goal as well. I remember celebrating that one with you, sending you a quick message when I saw it. Shout out to everybody playing in the NWSL. But the thing I wanted to ask actually was, um, which might be a bit easier to ask this year, is what are your long-term ambitions in the game of soccer? I get this question so often. Okay, let's not do it then. Let's let's, let's kill that. Let's kill that. No, 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 no. We don't, we don't, no. I'm not working for the press. I'm not working for the press. <laughs> so what I'm going to say is, have you changed your ambitions this year based on what happened last year? No. Like, truthfully, I, 
Do you not crave stability? Oh, I mean, 100%. So, so surely that's a change. But I feel like at this point, like I've come to terms with the fact that there is no stability here. Like well, there's no stability in this league. Like, well, well, that's what you say. That's I what mean, you say. hopefully it's in the works, but like truthfully, like right now I've just come to, because after being traded, it's like, Anything can happen. I mean, like, oh literally, there's no, there's no rules to this, the, you know? Yeah, it's, it's wicked. It's wild. It's like, and yours is bad. And the one which I always remember, which I tell my friends about in England, is the, do you see the video with the Derrick Rose one when he got traded when he was trying to record that documentary? No, I don't think I've seen that. So I think he was, he was like sitting on a chair. He was asking, answering some questions. Um for this documentary, I, think, I guess about him. And then he's getting a phone call. So, is, so he's like, oh, sorry, just one second, I've got to step out. And he stepped out. And then next thing they're telling him he's being traded, I think he's out of Chicago to go to New York and he's crying. He's mm. So he's spending like a few minutes crying. Then he has to come back and he sits on the chair and they're like, you can stop if you want. He says, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to carry on. And just like that, his life was changed. Because one thing, I think that was a positive for you in this particular instance, in this moment in history, was that, Basically, for you leaving Utah or whatever to go to the West Coast, you didn't have as much baggage as other people would. Because say, say for me or other players, like say, um, like A Rod or something like that, if she was to be traded, yeah. like A Rod has kids, has kids for who are sure. trying to go to school. And like these school things, you don't just plan them like for next month. You put in stuff yeah. in years in advance and stuff like this. Yeah. So if I got a call and someone said that to me, I'd be like, wrong number. Mm-mm. Yeah, and that's and that's why I think my goals are like so much more fluid because of that. Because I don't have like ties, I don't have like I don't know, like I just like to keep the expectations just like up in the air. Like yeah. which yeah. at some point maybe is, you know, problematic, but I just feel <laughs> like I just feel like it's like a moving goalpost all yeah. the time. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't really have something that I can say, like, this is long-term plan. Like, I'm just going with the flow, right? I'm enjoying literally every single day I get to step out on the field. And whatever will come from that is what's going to come from it. Like, what's for me is out there. And so we'll just keep on swimming till we get there. Do you know what? That's an incredible answer. And it's one which I probably have not been able to say for the last 10, 15 years. That's, <laughs> that's 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 great for me it's like well you know i've got to put the kids in school yeah to make sure we do like, this i can't even imagine listen, listen at some point in your future you you will have to do more than imagine you'll be trying to work <laughs> things out uh, can i go out this afternoon uh probably not but it is what it is i'm, I'm enjoying myself I, i'm enjoying myself but what i was gonna say actually if you want to be this fluid with your career, should you ever decide to swim across the Atlantic and join a team maybe in the UK, perhaps in England, perhaps in Manchester, feel free to play for Man City women and I'll happily get a jersey with your name on the back. How about that? All right, I'll keep, I'll, I'll write that in my journal. Yeah, Noted. that's 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 <laughs> the energy I want. That's who I want to see playing for my team. Um, so a few more questions because I don't want to keep you for too long. And also right. like, I'm so jet lagged. Like I, I'm... It's nine. It's nine oh four where I am now, which is five hours behind where I was earlier in the day. But anyway, mm. okay. If you could go back to, you've probably heard this question before, and if you have, I'll just keep talking. Okay. So you could, if you could go back to the start of your career, just a year and a half ago now, and give mm -hmm. yourself one piece of advice, what would it be? I 
I would probably say one, one piece of advice. Mm. Um, like get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Okay. Because that is really when the growth happens. Um, you know, when we, when we get so, uh, tunnel vision into these, um, I don't know, ideas that we think are, you know, what we want or, or we feel comfortable in these places and we think it can't get any better, you know, just like really find ways to continue to push yourself, continue to, you know, step outside your comfort zone. Yeah. Um, because that's really when, when the most beautiful things happen. Yeah. I'm with you on that to jump in on this one because I, I was just thinking about my answer if someone asked me that question and I think what I would say to myself from back then is try and really learn what the game is because mm. for me I'm a logic I, I work in logic literally I'm surrounded by logic that's the way yeah. that I just think about things but the game itself doesn't work that way mm. so sometimes when you try and bring that into soccer you end up being very very disappointed and not being able to understand why yeah. I think when you realize how the whole game works, I think you approach it in a different manner because certain things don't surprise you anymore and you've got a good idea when something good or something bad's going to happen. And it's not just because, you know, okay, so I trained well from Monday through Friday, so of course I'm going to play on Saturday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's spitting facts right now, y'all. He's spitting <laughs> It's irrelevant. Some, that just hit me in my soul. Oh, gosh. Some, some, like, it just doesn't work like that. But what you hope for if you're a good person is that sometimes when things aren't going the way that you'd want, so say if you're the person who's working hard Monday through Friday, don't play Saturday. There's probably somebody who's playing on Saturday who hasn't trained well Monday through Friday, maybe doesn't play well in the game, but the other side of that coin is that the manager trusts them. So you want to be in a position one day where the manager trusts you, but the only difference is you know that you're playing well every single week. But Mm. when you see somebody committing to a player like that, it's a trust thing. And if you can get that trust, oh, Lord, it's the best game ever. The best game ever. I've had times in my career. Sorry to rant at you now. No, this is gr- literally, I, we've been over this before. Times in my, listen, times in my career where I was going onto the training field, knowing that I was going to be playing on the weekend, but I was like, I was like fully juiced. I was everything. I was playing well. No stresses, no nothing. I felt like I got out there. No problems. Went into the game at the weekend. What times kick off or whatever, right? Get there, get, get changed, bang. No problems. Then there have been other times where I'll train really well Monday through Friday. But then when the weekend comes, I'm thinking, well, I'm probably not going to play. I'll be taking like a hat, scarf and gloves because I knew I was going to be left out of the squad as well. I'm like, yeah, okay. Well, this is this is where we're at. So I've seen yeah. sides of it. I've seen, so it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. But anyway, 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 anyway. That's, a, good, that's a really good one. Yeah. That is a good. It's, it's nuts. Football is nuts. I think from being on the media side of things now and understanding the value in every story that I tell, because Mm -hmm. when I was playing, I wouldn't share those stories with the people who are around me because they're saying, they're seeing the same things. But all of a sudden when you try and explain certain bits and whatever, you realize like the game is nuts. If you make it, if you end up playing for a long period of time, like that's definitely something to to be celebrated. But anyway, here we go. The final question. And now this is the one where there'll be fans of the Royals for, well, Royals, they don't exist, but Casey, Walsall, Royal, whatever we want to call them. Mm-hmm. 
they'll be listening to this and you're a West Coaster for the rain will be listening to this as well. So it's the five aside team of the best players you've played with so far. Wow. Every single, just assume at this point that every person you've played with in the last 18 months is listening right now, expecting a, expecting a name to come out. This is like the draft. This is the draft, the Zero King draft. That's fair. All right. <laughs> Let's go. To go with Jess Fishlock. Yeah, uh, she, she Welsh. Is she the Welsh lady? Yes, she just has a fire about the game that I've never seen in mm-hmm. anyone I've played with before. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost terrifying. It's so <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, I have been, I've literally only played like a week of practice with Marjan. Yeah, but she's the one, yeah. 100%. Her just calmness, it's, un, I've never seen anything like it. I, it's crazy. Okay, so those are two. Both of those are attacking players, so I got to go with some defense. You don't have to, you don't have to. If you want to express yourself just purely through attackers, then do that. <laughs> Um, okay. Let me think. Um, this is so hard. I, I actually hate that you asked me this question. Oh, listen. <laughs> People, they're um, waiting. I can hear them. I can hear them debating. Oh, surely she's going to pick me. She has to pick me. Of course. She needs a defender in there. Of course, pick me. She's a midfielder. Of course, she's going to pick me. I'm blanking right now. I'm I'm about to start sweating. <laughs> I would have to say. So you don't have to say anything. I gotta I gotta go with a Rod. I know we're just we're straight attackers here, but I gotta go with a Rod because she just you just can't slip on a Rod. Yeah, you that's a fact. Can't. Yeah, that's a that's a fact. Shoot uh, to shoot. Every time she scores, a text is saying shoot to shoot. Yeah, that's, that's what like, she does. It's crazy, and. One more. I'm going to go with straight attacking players and go with Beto. Yeah, there she is. <laughs> there she is. But you still need a goalkeeper, though. Oof. Okay. Keeper. Mm, I'm going to go with Karen Bardsley. Uh, okay. You're going for it for an English? Uh, okay. 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 I like that. I like that. Yeah. She's. Is she just joined up this year? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's been doing well, to be fair. So that's... um. That's a decent team, you know. That's, that's hey, we might not have any defense, but this is fine. It's fine. Score the, the opponent. I'll tell, tell you another thing as well with uh, Beto, A Rod, and Jess Fishlock. There's a lot of aggression in there. One hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. That is. That's it. But there's there's we're technique and there's the goals as well. Yeah, no that's a fact. That's a fact. But I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So that's it anyway. And it's good after almost a year to finally get the full episode with you. It's great to see you. It's great to see you scoring. Great to see you enjoying your soccer. Soccer, not football. Soccer. And um, I'm expecting a lot more from you in this fluid state of just enjoying every day as it comes. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah. And and just in case you were worried, I'm going to fall asleep probably within five minutes of finishing this episode because I'm so (laughs) tired. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But yeah. Well, great to see you anyway. Yes, yeah, so good. And I'll be in touch. Bye for Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Bye. So there you have it. 
Zera is a very, very special talent, if you ask me, and an incredible human to boot. And after what feels like an eternity, I'm so, so happy that we finally got the chance to do a full show together. So thank you to her. But anyway, to today's big news. This week's show comes with a very, very important announcement. And I'm sure, as you heard in the intro, I'll be doing some TV work around the European Championships for ESPN. So that means that, unfortunately, I won't be able to record as many episodes as I would like to because of the hectic schedule. So... I've decided that we won't be releasing any new content until the tournament is over. Now, I can only apologize if you're a kickback regular, but please believe me when I say things will be back to normal very, very soon. And actually, if you've got the itch, why don't you have a look back through our back catalog to see if there's an episode in there that maybe you've missed or you just fancy listening back to once again. And I just wanted to say as well, thank you for all your support. And just so you're aware, this show has been going on for almost two years now. And both Ryan and I really appreciate every single person that has given us their time. And listen, like I said, we'll be back. But until then, enjoy the Euros. Bye for now. Boom, just like that.